Grace, mercy, and peace to you from the Holy Trinity. Amen. I've been told recently that I'm foolish for considering the possibility of zombies. And I'm here to tell you unequivocally that they exist. After all, isn't that what John's Gospel is about today? Jesus reanimating the dead, a decomposing corpse creaking out of a darkened tomb, surrounded by the stench of death. Well, yeah, Jesus resuscitates a man, Lazarus, but we lose something if we're focused only on the physical reanimation of one man in the first century Holy Land. Because it doesn't really make a huge difference to us. That was 2,000 years ago, and Jesus has not since raised anyone who has been dead for four days. And the likelihood of more zombies running about is kind of slim. So in lieu of reanimated corpses, we celebrate All Saints Day. We remember those who have died and are resting in the grave, waiting for that day when God raises all the living and dead into life in the kingdom of heaven. We remember and we wait for the coming of Christ to once again call people out of their tombs. We've all experienced death in our own lives. We all have loved ones we know who have died. And we all know how it feels to be bound up in our own bandages of death, beginning to rot. Debt that consumes us, but we're too afraid to let anyone know about it. Addictions to substances, or Facebook, or food that control us and don't let us live on our own. Fear of people finding out that we're not mentally healthy, yet knowing that we need to ask for help. These are the types of things that feel like they're the dead parts of ourselves that we have to just drag around with us, weighing on our ability to fully experience life. And it's easy to fall into the trap of thinking that if we just get that one part of our life figured out and fixed, that one dead part, that then we'll be able to finally fully live. It's funny, though, how this form of death works. It's not like physical death that just happens once. At least for me, it seems like once that I have that dead part brought back to life, something else has died. When I spend time working on making my spiritual life alive, I neglect to make time for my personal life, so I begin to fix that. And when I begin to fix my personal life, then I have no room left for my mental health. And it's like this cycle that just sort of consumes me and holds me bound to the dead parts of myself. And that is why I need Jesus. I need Jesus to, like he did for Lazarus, call me out of the tomb that I make for myself. I need Jesus to raise those dead parts of me because I just can't do it myself. Jesus calls to come out of our own tombs of self-righteousness, our own tombs of feeling like failures, our own tombs of isolation. Jesus calls us out saying, hey, don't try to make yourself alive apart from me because you are not me. And because we're not Jesus, we cannot ever truly raise those dead places in our lives or of our dead loved ones. Only Jesus can do that. Daily, Jesus calls out those dead parts of us, and at the, de- at the end, Jesus will call out all of those resting in the grave. Jesus is not afraid of us, living or dead, those who stinketh, as the King James Version puts it. <laughs> Jesus is not afraid to come into the places of stench and decay in our lives, Jesus comes into that and brings us out alive, away from the deadly things that we carry with us, unburdening us from the death we experience, 
just like Jesus brought out Lazarus. And that's good news to all of us, dead and alive. Jesus barges into our stink and brings us out alive to live in newness of life and the hope of life eternal. Which sounds pleasant, but what does that mean for us? And what did it mean for Lazarus? The story of Lazarus didn't end with divine CPR, and it begs the question about what the importance of new life really is, other than a prolonging of our mortality without our consent. John tells us that after Lazarus stumbles out of the tomb, Jesus tells those who are gathered around him, unbind him. And if we're thinking about how we are like Lazarus, dead and stinky, but living a new life thanks to Christ, wouldn't we too want to be unbound? Just like Lazarus cannot make himself alive again, he cannot unbind himself from the cloths with which he has been bound. He's still alive, but he's bound up by the wrappings and trappings of death. Being alive again is nice for Lazarus and for us, but unless the gauze that keeps our dead parts wrapped to us are removed, we cannot truly be free from death's grasp. It's up to the community to take those off of him so that he can truly live a freed life, not a life captive to the death that used to ensnare him. We don't know, according to John, if the community did what Jesus told them to do, to unbind him. I think that's an incredible shame. I want them to take the wrappings off of Lazarus so he can wander around as a man completely free from the death he experienced. And I hope they did that. God created us to be free and wants us to be free, not to be bound by death. And when we are trapped by death, God's desire for us is to be unbound by those who surround us. And I think that All Saints Day is a great time to remember that. We're surrounded by the saints, living and dead, who are here to unbind us from our places of death so that we can unbind others. We're called to have our shackles of death cut off and to cut off the shackles of others through the waters of baptism. In those waters, the Holy Spirit reveals to us that we are made new and given life through Christ's death and resurrection. We proclaim at the beginning of the rite of baptism that God, who is rich in mercy, gives us a new birth into a living hope through the sacrament of baptism. Through water and word, God delivers us from sin and death and raises us to new life in Jesus Christ. We are united with all the baptized in one body of Christ, anointed with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and joined in God's mission for the life of the world. God's mission for the life of the world is that we are joined to and is to free people from the things that bind them to death. It's welcoming those who are outcast. It's walking with those who are too rich or too poor to see anything but themselves. It's speaking truth to power and advocating for the powerless. These things all help unbind others to live with us in the free kingdom of God. And yet, we cannot do these things for others. We cannot unwrap people from the daily deaths they experience. We cannot strip away the parts of others that hold them to the grave without first being unwrapped ourselves. We are a part of a communion of saints. And before we can go around unbinding other saints... We need to be released from our own shrouds of death. In baptism, Christ makes us alive with him, and the community surrounds us, promising to do the same thing that we do to others. This community promises to support and pray for us in our new life in Christ. 
They proclaim to us and to one another that they will cut off our wrappings of death so that they can live with them in the body of Christ. God's desire for us is to be freed. God raises us to new life, and the community of saints that surrounds us, those living and those dead, those we know and those we don't know, all unbind us from the things that keep us tied down to death. We then become part of the saints, the group of unbinders who are bound to Christ's death and resurrection and one another. We are called to be the unbinders of isolation and loneliness on Thanksgiving with Operation Turkey Sandwiches, Sir Turkey Sandwich. We're the unbinders of the gospel, living out what it means to give water to the thirsty, feed the hungry, shelter the homeless, advocate for the oppressed. We unbind ourselves from idolizing a building and look for ways to bring church to people where they are. We are bound to the call of Christ to unbind each other, and we are freed from death because we have been unbound. This is the power of being baptized into the community of Christ. Through Christ raising those dead parts of us and having our grave clothes removed by others, we can freely live into our vocation as children of God. For me, being a child of God means that I no longer have to worry about carrying around the dead or ugly parts of myself that I'm ashamed of because Christ raises those things into a new creation. For me, being a child of God means being surrounded by a community of people who daily unwrap the bandages of insecurity and instead lift me up and support me. For me, being unwrapped gives me the joy of helping others shed the things that keep them tied to the coffin so that we can all live together, no longer captive to death. Christ brings us to new life, and together we unbind each other and all the world to live freely with all the saints, living and dead, forever. Amen.